What a what twist. A twist. That was awful. You, we gotta time that better. One, two, three. What, what a, a twist. But we're not gonna delete that. better. No, we're not gonna delete that, of course. Alright, so hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Cameron. And this is What's Happening with Samarin. So, oh, we're not gonna do that. No. So anyways, if you're just joining us for the first time, this is What's Happening, in which we watch the movie M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. 2008. 2008, great time. Oh, you gotta give so much context. And we review it or just talk about whatever we feel like after the movie. And it's not immediately after because Cameron had to go use the bathroom, so got distracted for two minutes. So who knows if I'll even remember the past 90 minutes. Sorry, after watching this movie, I just needed to void my bowels. You just void everything that's in your system. Um, Uh, And also to let you know, when when we curse, because we want to be good little boys and girls, um, uh, Sam adds in a little sound effect. It should sound a little bit like a twist, and, and like that. Yeah. And but it's not the word you just heard. It, it'll be the word twist, which you put would have already heard because I already put that in there. Yes. Cool. Yes. So I'm glad yeah. we explained everything. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know if I want to keep talking because I got to go back to the movie. Like yeah. last week, I was just really tired and really didn't want to do it. But you know, I kept yeah. doing it. This time I was like really excited for like the first yeah, were, thirty minutes. Were, like, I was way good. more excited than me. I, I was, was like, talking. I wanted to put it off until like later, and I was like, like I don't know. And, and you're like, like, we got it. You're like, no, I, I said it. we got to do it. And then Cameron's like, all right, we get got to get some food first. So we went to Panera. Shout out to Panera, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And then we we sat down, got started the movie, and I was into it for like the first thirty minutes. And then yep. then John Leguizamo died. Yeah, spoiler alert. Exactly. And then all my joy left. Yeah, it was not hysterical. 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 The, case... the, the best line delivered in... Also, you know, this. I've seen this movie a bunch now. Yeah. Um, but this was the first time when I was watching the movie that I realized that in the scene where Elliot goes to the staff meeting in the auditorium, that John Leguizamo's character is there. Yeah. I didn't realize he was there. I thought his introductory scene was when he shows up in front of the, uh, front of the classroom. He's like, I just got off the phone with my mother. She's hysterical. So solid. She's hysterical. He says hysterical like three times. Hysterical. Hysterical. Like, it's, it's like, like it's that. Like hysterical. Hysterical. Because because M Night thinks he knows how to write real human beings, but he doesn't know then how to translate that writing into acting. See, he knows how to write human beings as himself. Like he knows how to write himself, but he doesn't know how to write diverse human beings. Yeah, yeah. And it takes an interesting set of actors in order to like be like, no, I'm gonna act as myself doing the acting, not as you. So the only proof we have of that is Bruce Willis, Tony Collette, and Haley Joel Osment. Exactly. Was Tony Collette in Sixth Sense? Tony Collette was nominated for an Oscar for, for Sixth uh, Sense. Wow. Yeah. The more you know. Yep. Uh, so anyways, about more about the happening. Uh, uh, should we what? explain the plot just to... Sure, we'll explain whatever. the plot. Um, so. Cliff Notes version. Um... I mean, I feel like every time we explain the plot, we explain the plot from, like, the point of view of the plot device. Yeah. We should explain this in a, in a more true way. You know, Elliot and Alma are two relatively newlyweds. They've been married for maybe two or three years. And, and they just don't feel that level of commitment that they should at this point in their marriage. And uh, a natural disaster occurs and they're pushed off. They have to leave home. They have to take care of their friend's child after their after their friend dies, and, and then by the end of it, they realize what they love about each other, and they come back together. Yeah, but you're telling this story as if it's about them. 
It's yeah. not about them. Come on, it's, it's about, about them. the happening. And and but this is like the natural disaster. So the natural disaster. If no. anyone wants to know what it is, the natural disaster is that people are just randomly starting to kill themselves. And at first, you don't really know what it is. You see, like people are in parks, and you see the wind blow, and it's like it's really weird. So it seems like it could be some kind of toxin that terrorists Christ are dropping. Mackenzie fell. Christ, Mackenzie fell. <laughs> but then. Uh, that's a line from the movie. We're not like going crazy. Yeah, no, we're not. Well, I mean, maybe. well, Mark Wahlberg went crazy. What? What? He, what happened when he went crazy? Can you tell me? What? Keep on rolling. <laughs> oh yeah, like oh black water, keep on rolling, Mississippi. He sings that song out of the blue for no reason to prove that he's being normal. He he's says, like, "I'm completely okay. He's like, no. My voice sounds completely normal." Oh black water, keep on rolling. Like he, and he's singing to be like, see, we're perfectly normal. Because normal people sing for no reason. Normal people just do that. That's what we do here. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I want to okay, pr- proceed with my, my sister's suggestion. Well, can we, can we do something to make everything better? Like, yeah, you, yeah. Remember the segment that's like, uh, good filmmaking and bad film? Okay. Can we just do that so I can feel good better about myself? Good filmmaking and bad so film. So this is a segment in which uh, we talk about a moment in the movie that was actually like good filmmaking in an otherwise pretty bad movie. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything that's like a good filmmaking moment? Hmm. God dang it. All right, I'll, okay, I'll do it. Um, what's it? James Newton Howard's score. Okay. I really, I think actually the score in the movie itself is hilarious. But like if you just take it out, that like haunting little piano melody is like really, really interesting. You know what I thought was, was really good? Global warming. Okay, let's do that as a new segment, <laughs> too. Favorite one-line character. But like, a, like a character that appears a, and has one line, so therefore, perfect face Jake does not count because he is, like, Well, I mean, lines. we can cheat later on, but, like... Yeah, I mean, but come on. But right now, I want to give a shout-out to the kid who, uh... So set it up yeah. a little bit. Okay, so in the, in the first scene with Mark Wahlberg's character, he's talking about these honeybees. They, they hear about this article with the honeybees are disappearing... Does anybody have any theories as to why this is happening? Happening. And, and they go around and it's like, oh, it's pollution. Oh, it's this. And then this kid raises his hand. And with this, this he just delivers it the way, like, you just you wanted it delivered this way. Like, you didn't know you want the delivery this way. And he's just like, global warming. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you really thought it was global warming. Or yeah. at least you wanted to sound smart. That sounds like a good... Don't do that motion. Okay. It, it looked like a... Um, viewers at home, it was a bad motion. It was... Uh, a- so anyways, my favorite one-line character is the construction worker who tells the joke at the very beginning of the movie. Where I don't, <laughs> yeah. even, I don't even remember what the yeah. joke is. Does like, you say, hey, I saw a W and a Y on yours. Does it say... Does, is your girlfriend's name Wendy, Wendy too? It's like, no, man, mine says, welcome to Jamaica, have a nice day. Which... I don't, I don't, maybe I needed to hear the, the setup, setup for the, the joke. joke is like a guy talking about tattoos on their, uh, on their special regions. Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, it's hilarious anyways, because it, it just doesn't make any it's sense. It's a show in the or grower joke, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. It just, ugh. Yeah. Whatever. The, anyways, that happens at the beginning <laughs> of the movie where like they're at the construction site where Christ Mackenzie falls. Christ Mackenzie falls. Down the, to earth with all of us. The actual line is, should be Christ Mackenzie fell. fell. But instead, he says it so quickly, it sounds like, Christ, Mackenzie fell. <laughs> Christ, Mackenzie fell. And then it goes to this shaky cam shot that really didn't need to happen. Davis? <laughs> Davis? Yeah, also, yeah. Just, like, all of it. Uh, also, yeah. 
This movie is just like a, a big just also, like, yeah. So basically, by the end of the movie, we were we were just this. This is a draining movie. Like it's yeah. funny. The thing is, I had a great time the first time, but I'm realizing it's with diminishing effect. Yeah, and the diminishing effect happens really quickly. Yeah. Sweet. Do the do the thing your sister said we should do. Oh, the thing my sister I told my sister about this um, uh, last time she was over, um, or over the phone the other day, and she was like, "You should have like running segments or, or, or and stuff like that, but also like do special things each time." And the one she suggested was recasting the movie with better actors for the role and like rechoosing a director for it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I have an idea for a director. All right, you go. I'm going to go with David Fincher since he could direct anything. He he has not had a bad movie that was his fault for it being bad. Has he had a bad movie? Alien 3, but it was not oh, well, his fault. Yeah, why would you... That's like Isn't that David Fincher's like first feature it that is, he did? It is, and the studio took it and mangled it to hell. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. if you're like a newbie like feature director, you don't really know what to do yeah. anyways. But he has had never had a non-solid movie besides that one. Okay. Which is some which is some good it's a good track record. But so who would you recast? Like Okay, so let's talk about the the we're we're, we're sitting up and oh, yes. we're sitting up oh, now. Also, uh, by the way, we're film, we're recording this in my bed right yeah, now. We're so both two in, yeah. two grown men sat on a bed together and, and watched the happening head. like just like hands on, hands like, on, hands, hands on our chins, like leaning like, over, like Cameron. What do you think about this? Oh, let's make little funny jokes to each other. It was great, and yeah. now we're we're still on my bed because I'm charging great. my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Face the face the microphone. Oh, I'm gonna face the microphone now. Fits, yeah. Um, uh, so let's talk about character traits. Let's start with Elliot, right. Mark Wahlberg's character. Elliot, separate from Mark Wahlberg as a person. What are the character traits of Elliot? All right, well, Elliot, despite his weird high voice that Mark Wahlberg does, he's, he's a smart guy. He's smart. Like, he, he, yeah. He's very, he's, he's good to go into an adventure and will, like, yeah. jump head first but still think about things. Yeah, he is, he is the smart guy of the group. Whatever group he's in, he's the smart guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we're, and, but also, he, he's not supposed to be a commanding presence. No, he's he, not supposed yeah. to, like... He's not supposed to take over in like a way that's like, I'm going to be the leader. It's like, no, I'm going to yeah. do my part to make sure this is okay. Because when you think about it, the fault of it all is, is that like, when they're leaving the diner after that, like, they're like, oh my God, we got to leave that all of us leave this diner. And like, he goes up to the car of the guy and he's like, can we get a ride with you? And, but like, physically, if you saw Mark Wahlberg, you're like, you'd be a little, like, no matter how goofy a guy's voice sounds, when you yeah. see them, you're intimidated. And Mark he's, Wahlberg, he, he's got an intimidating factor going for him. Yeah. Yeah. He just sounds, he just looks ridiculous, but it doesn't stop the fact that he is Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Yeah. So, with all that said, all the character traits we got, everything that they go through. So we're looking for somebody who is... Well, I'm, I'm going to let you take charge of this one, because I think okay. I'm going to figure some uh, stuff out. Oh. Uh, like, See the thing is, is that I, I, uh, I can't, I can't put it together. I can't put it together. You can't put it together. Um. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll launch one out. Sure, go for it. You know what I want to see, and this is not a joke. I want to see Daniel Day Lewis, in this part. Like, yeah, honestly, like he. I mean, he's he's a tall, commanding a figure, but he also like. I feel like he has the ability to step back mm-hmm. and be like, take his role, but he looks like he could be smart, 
and yeah. like figure things out. And I would just love to see his method process for going through this movie. You know, I actually figured out figured out who I would put in. Who? And it's it's actually funny because it is a person who plays another role in this movie. Who? It's Alan Ruck. <laughs> Alan Ruck, who explain who, explain Alan Ruck who he is and then what he oh, does in the movie. Alan Ruck, you may know him as he's a he's a character actor essentially, and um and he played uh, Cameron in uh, hey, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Cameron. who I'm named after that character. So I have a soft spot in my heart for him. But he also plays, for a single scene in the movie, in which there is more screen time of the back of his head than there is screen time of his face, he plays the principal of the high school that Elliot works at. And I think he'd be a great choice. I think he actually might be. Yeah. I don't know. I've, it's been a while since I've seen Ferris Bueller or him really in mm-hmm. anything, but I can't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, so... For, so for this segment, I, my choice is Daniel Day Lewis. Yours is Alan yeah. Ruck. But will... but it's more about it's more about the worst part of this movie is that characters, actors do, and I've always been the the kind of person that a good enough actor can conform to to any role that they see fit. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that these are not amazing actors. Mark Wahlberg, okay actor, yeah, not amazing. Zoe Deschanel, okay actor, not amazing. John Leguizamo plays a great character character archetype, but he's not a great actor. These are all people who can't change themselves to a, to a role. They must have a role written for them, mm-hmm. and these roles were not written for them. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go back and tell my director, I would actually like to see Roland Emmerich do this movie. Roland Emmerich is big. If you don't know who he is, he does all the disaster movies like Independence Day, and like 10,000 BC and all that kind of stuff. I kind of want to see him try and do something that's a little bit more like thought provoking. Like he did something similar with The Day After Tomorrow, which is a bit of an environmental kind mm-hmm. of thing. But I kind of want to see him do something that like aspires to be smarter. Yeah. Like the thing that Shyamalan went wrong with is just that he's not as good as he thinks, but his heart was in the right place to like try and say something. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to see a disaster movie try and see like a master of disaster yeah try and make something that like matters because if he does what he's supposed to do then the message will just come across anyways yeah and you know actually i i might want to go back and change my 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 person who Who, i would choose who would choose um it might be because i just watched all uh all three of the original evil dead films evil dead the, uh, the evil dead evil dead 2 and army of darkness but i would want to see sam raimi do this movie I could see that. Yeah. He could do really inventive things with, like, especially with the kills and stuff. He de- also, yeah, he would be inventive with the kills, and also, he could, I mean, in, if you're not familiar with The Evil Dead, there are scenes where, uh, where trees and plants uh, the, are, uh, oh, yes. uh, well, let's not say that out loud, but, um, the Trees and plants do terrible things to people. Yes. In, in order to painfully kill them. Yes. Uh, well, not kill them actually. Right. Well, spoilers, uh, uh, please. But um, uh, but he made trees and plants look creepy before. I think he could do it again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, I think he would be the person to take it the extra mile and have it not be just like chemicals. I think he'd, these these are actually like killing trees. They're like they're actually gonna like they're actually plants. gonna go out. They're gonna go for you. All right. Yeah. Uh, do you have a recasting decision for uh for Alma, or do you want to just move on? Um. I thought about Sandra Bullock for Alma. I would agree with you if I liked Sandra Bullock. See, the, once again, the thing you have to find a way out of with Alma's character is that it's Zoe Deschanel in the film. 
And the thing I figured out a long time ago was that they needed to get as far away from quirkiness in this role as possible. Mm -hmm. You cannot have a quirky actress in this role. It will destroy it. And it does. Yeah. Every time it destroys this role. So you need to have somebody who is not quirky. Marion Cotillard. You want to see Marion Cotillard? Marion Cotillard. <laughs> All right. I, I think I'd want to see Rosario Dawson do it. I, th- I could see her being a strong female character, but still able to find those flaws. I think Rosario, Rosario Dawson, especially if it was a Sam Raimi movie, that would be pretty dope. Yeah. That'd be pretty great. That'd be pretty awesome. And that, that would make it like almost a cool movie rather than like a drama that just happens to feature killing plants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Now, here's the thing about John Leguizamo in this movie. All right, what about John Leguizamo? This is great. He's great. He's one of the best parts of the movie. Yes. Because he's John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo is one of the best parts of our life on Earth. Like, like it's like, it's like all right, we got the cream of the crop here. Who do we have? Oh, uh, we got Bill Gates. Oh, we've got Stephen Hawking. We've got John Leguizamo. They're the cream really? of the crop of our human race. <laughs> you picked Bill Gates, a, a businessman. Stephen Hawking, a scientist, I'd understand. Then John Leguizamo. I understand that second one most of all. John Leguizamo's. All right. He's, he's number he's, three? He's a... Nothing he's ever been in has made me consider him to be a bad person. I've never seen him do anything that made me consider him to be a bad person. He just seems like... Yeah. This is John... This is John, <laughs> yeah, John, John Twisting Leguizamo. John Twist. Leguizamo. All right, there I we go. I said it for the real. Uh, uh, did you see Kick-Ass 2? I did not see Kick-Ass 2. It was a terrible movie. Uh, Awful. Was he but in that? John Leguizamo was in it, and he and he managed, and that's the thing that I wish he had brought more of into this role was a sense of strength and intimidation. See, John Leguizamo, I'm gonna go just be on him for a second. Yeah, he is a name brand, but no one ever advertises anything as a John Leguizamo thing. Like, True. if you see him, you're like, that's True. John Leguizamo, or you're like, hey, that movie, it has him in it. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen him like on the poster for anything. Or like in a commercial where yeah. it's like, hey, let's show off that we have John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. See, the thing that I think needs to be brought more to the role of is that the issue is that um, John Leguizamo's character seems nerdier than than Elliot. Yeah. And that shouldn't be the case. As the science guy who is more into abstract thoughts, stuff like that, uh, Elliot should be the nerdier one. As Maybe. the math guy who's all about facts and percentages... Um, uh, John Leguizamo's character shouldn't be, like, nerdy and like, eh, eh, I'm John Leguizamo, it's hysterical. I don't know, I kind of see that character be, if you're going to pick a stereotype, you would pick the nerdy one for him. I, I I see him as, I, because, like, remember, uh, when we were in the car before talking, we were talking about, like, the character archetypes of Elliot. Yeah. And that, er, and that, in the event of a disaster, who do you turn to? You turn to the strong one and the smart one. In, in in logically, in terms of acting, in terms in terms of an actor, who would you cast Mark Wahlberg as? Probably the strong guy. The strong one. But this movie casts him as the smart one. Which actually, if you look, when you were saying earlier in the day about him being with the army guy, yeah, like the army guy clearly looks like he's the scrawny, tiny one who should be like exactly. not in charge. <laughs> exactly. I have no idea what they were thinking or what he was thinking. And we're just assuming it was yeah. just all M Night. But here's my weird casting decision for John Leguizamo's character. All right. Robert Downey Jr. Because this is 2008. Huh. And so 
And so he had, at that time, he had Iron Man going on. Right. He had Tropic Thunder going on. If this was a Sam Raimi horror movie, because Sam Raimi's trying to pick himself back up again from, from Spider-Man 3. All right. He goes for some kooky, crazy, plants are trying to kill the world thing. And Robert Downey Jr., as a guy who's a math teacher, who's all about facts and percentages, but he wants to keep his, his daughter safe. Okay. Especially when you get to that moment where John Leguizamo grabs Zoe Deschanel's arm and is like, don't you take my daughter's hand if the you're not... The only bit it. of good acting in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who would I recast with John Leguizamo? I wasn't thinking about his character at all. Because, again, like, we talk about him a lot, but he actually dies a third of the way into the movie. But he's so great because it's yeah. John. The thing is, like, we're talking it's about recasting John Leguizamo's character. But it's John Leguizamo. But it's so great because it's John Leguizamo. Just for the humor effect, I would want to see Ray Romano take over that role. <laughs> what, not Dennis Leary? <laughs> <laughs> Just going to go through the whole Ice Age cast. Yeah, all of them. But no, actually, Ray Romano. Like, Get the voice actor who played Scrat. <laughs> Queen Latifah. <laughs> Queen Latifah as John Leguizamo mm-hmm. as whatever the character's name is. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, there's a... Oh, not in terms of a specific actor, but something we did talk about was how I wish Jess, the little oh, yeah. girl, was played older than she... The problem is, is that when you have a little, little kid playing an introvert, it doesn't work. Because little, little kids are shy. They are not introverted. Yeah. And, and, and so... While in this situation, any shy kid would break out of that shy exterior and would be like, what's going on? Tell me about mommy. Where's mommy? Where's mommy? Where's mommy? Would just keep going for all over and over and over Which again. She questions at the beginning she of the was, movie. She's like, call mommy, call mommy. And then that's it. And, and, and that's literally her only reference to her mom is call mommy, call mommy, and then that's it. I wish that that, that, that character had been older had been, like, 11 or 12, but at the age where they're starting to become their own person so that they can choose to be introverted even in the face of disaster. That's fair. I think I think I like it, her better younger, but just writing her better as a character. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was another segment I wanted to bring up. I don't remember what it was. Help me. Help me. Help me. Remind me. Help me. Help me. Oh, Mr. Happy. What? That's Robin Williams. Oh. Oh, Mr. Happy. Oh, Robin Williams. It's too soon. I just thought of a terrible thing, and what? I'm not, not going to say nope, it. Nope, too I'm late. Not, you can't. Nope, nope, nope. You brought it up. You uh, got to say um, it now. Uh, he could play one of the people that kills himself. God damn. And uh, don't put oh, wait. that in. Okay, no, that, thank you. That actually reminded <laughs> me what I was thinking. Yeah. The next segment, uh, we're going to keep that in. Uh, the next segment is uh, imaginary death. Pick a character in the movie and figure out how you think they killed themselves. Because there's a lot of characters that we do see, but we never end up seeing how they killed themselves. Hmm. So take your imagination on a little bit of a train ride. A train ride that stops. There's fireworks going out. Because it's, it's, it's the July 3rd of July. 3rd. Um. So yeah, pick a character and figure out how you think that they died. Hmm. It can be realistic or fictional. Hmm. Because there's no realism in this movie. <laughs> okay, I got it. You so got it. at the beginning we have Perfect Face Jake. Perfect Face who doesn't, Jake. Who doesn't, uh, is not interested in science. And he should be more interested in science, Jake, because his face is perfect. <laughs> and uh, this, is, this is just a great little segment. And I imagine him just like, 
he's like running and then like the wing catches up and then he turns and he sees a mirror and he sees his own face in the mirror and then he just like bashes his oh, face into the mirror. the mirror and then grabs a shard and like and like cuts his nose off and it's like it's gonna grow a quarter of an inch every year my face needs oh. to remain perfect so there's like an emotional arc inside yeah, of this death yeah. Because clearly they've shown that these aren't just, like, the simplest ways to kill yourself. There is some sort of cognition happening in the killing of yourself. All right. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take your, your uh, favorite one-line character, Global Warming Kid. Global Warming Kid? I thought see, you were going to go with Hot Dog no, no, Man. No, no. Hot Dog Man. I'll save him for later. Yeah. Uh, Global Warming Kid. Uh, so what I think happened is that he was running away from the wind, and he was doing a great job, actually. He was doing good, and he kept running, and he actually got all the way to Canada— but he kept going after that and made his way to the Arctic. And then he made it there and realized, oh, no, there's no ice here because of global warming. Then the wind caught up with him, and he jumped into the ocean and snuggled up with a polar bear, but just let himself go to sleep very gently. Wow. Yeah. I'd, I'd much rather see that movie. About, exactly. Yeah. The, the journey of this basically forced gump kid just running across yeah, the country, exactly. across the continent. Wow. And then he goes and kills himself. Instead of McDeath, we just got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron's writing a script called McDeath. Hey. Look out for it in 2016. Probably. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. 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 How much time do we have? Uh, we've been going for about 25 minutes. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Um, no. I do have the name of the, of the thing. You have the so name of the episode uh, today? Let's, let's, All right, uh, so let's, let's say goodbye to ourselves. Let's wrap and... this up. All right, so uh, and it's, been, it's been a good time. Uh, yeah, it's I, been real. I was up high, then down low, then I think I'm, I'm at a middle ground right You're now. So I'm stuck. feeling... Up high, down low. Oh, go stuck. twist yourself. Hey. All right, so I'm Sam. And I'm Cameron. And, and this is what's happening. Episode three. Hysterical. This episode has been hysterical. hysterical. She's hysterical. She's hysterical. 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 Hyster- Are you done? I'm done. Cool. I'm done.